0: Hey! Welcome back to the final episode of this Saturday Wrecking Activity. Did I get the intro right this time? Yes! Now Meg, uh, Miss Johnson can finally appreciate the work I put into this one. After this episode, I am finding a new team. Anyway, we've spent the last two weekends exploring the struggles that Ellie Wiesel faced with his family throughout the Holocaust in his book, Night. Today, the story comes to its bittersweet end. Well, just like the rest of the things of the Holocaust, it isn't quite bittersweet. At the sweet age of fifteen, Ellie has to watch the rest of his family pass away, and he's forced to live in the camps for a very long time, all on his own with no hope in sight. However, young Ellie is finally rescued from the Nazis as the Allies liberate Buchenwald, the camp he is being held in. From his family being taken away by the Nazis, to seeing his mother and sisters being sent to a different camp than Ellie and his father, to knowing that the rest of his family had died around him, Ellie had been through a lot throughout night, and his and his experiences have changed him. Talking with Ellie at the top of the memoir, and then after he was liberated, would be like talking to two different people, I would have to assume. Believe it or not, I was not there to talk to Ellie Wiesel when he was 15. We also have a very special surprise later, so stay tuned to find out what that will be. First things last is the ending. Ellie's father is weakened on the way to Buchenwald, and his life there isn't any better. Well, both his life and his death. The others living with him beat him and steal from him, and the soldiers are rough and aggressive with him, just like the rest of the prisoners. To make matters worse, not even the medics by the camps are willing to help him. He is sent to the murder uh, the crematoriums and dies. Soon after his death, Ellie is rescued by American forces as they liberate the camps. The memoir doesn't exactly end on a happy note, as Ellie knows the rest of his family, the rest of his family had died, and he feels guilty about the way he treated his father before he died and he almost dies himself of food poisoning after he gets rescued. That's because the Holocaust didn't exactly end on a happy note for the Jews. It was miraculous for Eli when his camp was liberated, but his life was still absolutely destroyed. The rest of his life was rough for him to go through without the love around him from his friends and fam- er, friends or family. He even saw himself as a literal corpse in the mirror after being saved. His life was tortured even after the Holocaust, and because the memoir ends after his liberation, it's not supposed to end happily. However, before his suffering in the, col- in the Holocaust, Ellie's life was happy and his faith was strong. As we covered last week, one of the biggest changes he went through was his faith and his religion. At the beginning, he looked to pursue a future in Judaism, and his strength he had was once undefeatable. But his faith was utterly crumbled down throughout the memoir, even up to the very last page. But also, he used to be a lot more loving and caring with his family, but he slowly changed to angry and aggressive, and was only driven by survival. This is shown by the different way that he reacts to his family being taken away from him. Before he is for- forced through the terrible work conditions, he sees his mother and sisters as being sent somewhere other than him. He is torn apart inside, as he also knows he will likely never see them again, and he hasn't even been able to say goodbye. It's horrible for him. But later, when his father is taken to the murder for crematoriums, he finds relief in the fact that he doesn't have to get up his food or water anymore to save his dad. He doesn't even cry, and feels guilty about it later. Even before Ellie's father dies, Ellie only focuses on food and survival. And afterwards, he's just the same. In a way, being subjected to the amount of death the Holocaust caused around him causes instincts to kick into the camps, and he stops thinking of the sorrow that he felt. Right up until the final words in the memoir, Ellie is driven by survival. Even though he used to be so caring and loving just months before. And now, it's time for our very special surprise. We've spent weeks talking about the life of Ellie Wiesel, but now, it's finally time to directly see inside the life of Ellie. That's right, we got Ellie with us to interview today. However, we did have to make sure to get him when he was about 15 or 16. Don't ask how we can do that. But that also allows him to give much more, much more personal answers, as we got him right after he was liberated. This also allows me to give a much better impression of him, but we won't talk about that. I'm almost the the same age as him. So happy early birthday, me! Hey, Ellie, El Eliza? it's just Ellie. Okay, Ellie, how you feeling? I'm tired. I need to sleep. I'm also pretty hungry. I I just want to rest. I feel you, man. I'm staying up late too to finish this thing. Are you kidding me? you never felt half as exhausted as I do right now. I've always had to work for so long in those camps. Well, it's finally over now, right? How are you feeling now that you've been rescued? Well, I thought everything would feel great, but I almost died immediately afterwards. Also, I miss my family. It's been so long since I really cried over them. Oh, yeah. Speaking of which, if you don't mind me asking, how did you feel when your father died? I felt guilty. I wanted to be sad, and I wanted to be angry, but I just felt good at the moment to have my water back. The thing is, I don't think either of us would have been able to survive the whole thing if he lived right there. Oh, I see. I'm sorry that you had to know that he had to die. Yeah, it was rough. How are you feeling about your faith now that it's over? What? Did you expect me to go back to believing just because I survived? If there was a God out there... I wouldn't have to go through that in the first place. Oh, sorry, man. Well, that's all we've got. You're free to go now. Yeah. Bye, Ellie. Well, I'm glad we got Ellie to show us really what it feels like internally to go through the suffering of the Holocaust. He sounded pretty angsty, but knowing that he's a teenager and knowing what he's been through, I'm not surprised. He really changed between the ends of the book. Speaking of which, personally, I really like the book. Also, I don't know why that was a required thing to say on the list for this week, if Johnson really doesn't care about what we think about the book. But I think the book wasn't just meant to tell a happy story or have a great moral. Instead, it was real. I mean, clearly it's nonfiction, but it just felt so real. The ending not being super happy, and the Im- imagery used to make it feel as if it happened right next to me. With that being said, I think I'm finally done with these things. Now I can finally go hire another team that knows how to properly outro these.